Hello. What's going on? How much, you know? I'm technically recording right now, but I can edit this part out until we're... I mean, keep it in. All raw, unfiltered. Unfiltered. Unfiltered with Ian, Allen, and James. All right, let's Indeed. actually start this thing. Tennis, thoughts on golf this weekend. Did you guys see Brooks's comment? No. Saying that the only time he plays golf is when you see him on TV. Because <laughs> he only, only practices for majors. All right, let's start this bad boy. That We'll get into that, but that's... that's oh, we're doing British? We're doing the Open? A little bit. Dowdy. What's up? Okay, never mind. What up? Welcome into the show. I've lost my voice a little bit um, over the past couple of days, so apologize for that. Um, we have, before we get started with this, James had the, I think, a really good idea of kind of talking about the Jordan versus LeBron argument in a not-so-tired fashion. Um, We're going to do almost a year-by-year breakdown of these guys um, and talk about the arc of their careers. And LeBron's not finished yet, but talk about what he's done, go through MJ stuff, and do a deep dive into all of it. Um, Try and watch the multiple games, do a little little bit of research. Um, So we intend to start that next week. I think that could be fun. Um, so look forward to that. Azan joins us, aka I guess Alan. I apologize. Azan is Alan is alias. Azan uh, joins us. Um, can I? Ask He's something? deleting his Twitter, Bef- so we can just go straight Azan from now on. Before, <laughs> so what, where did this come from? Where did this alias come from? Um, so it's actually a funny story. Um, it could have been a boring story, but it happens to be funny. Um, a bunch of my buddies who were a year younger than me in college. Um, we're looking to join a fraternity and uh, they were in our fraternity one night and we were drinking beers and playing beer pong and uh, they pretty much, it was really loud because there was a lot of music and stuff um, and they asked me for my name saying, hey, can we come back tomorrow night and play some pong with you guys? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and essentially, they didn't hear my name as a Zon, they heard it as Alan. So when they came back the next day, they... Uh, they said, hey, uh, a brother named Alan invited us. And they were looking at them like, no, there is no brother named Alan. You guys are bullshitting. You know, get the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> and, like, they almost got kicked out. But I was expecting them. So I walked into the foyer and see them like, Alan, Alan, dude, they're not letting us in. Like, are you not a brother? Are you bullshitting us? I'm like, no, no. Come on. It's like, no, they, you, you heard my name wrong. <laughs> That's funny. That is kind of funny. Um, so they've, they've called me Alan ever since. Butcher. Butcher is on. Butcher is on his name. So you're deleting your Twitter? Yeah, I'm sick of it. Really? So I'm not gonna. I'm not. So I'm deleting my current Twitter because honestly, it's too unfiltered for the 21st century. I think being too real nowadays can be a drawback. So I'm just gonna just op- reopen a Twitter for like sports and like vanilla stuff, and not tweet. That's what I use it for. It's mainly for sports and jokes. Yeah. For me, I can follow some of the more serious stuff, but yeah. I'm here for, like, sports and jokes, mainly jokes, a lot of jokes. Um, the TL is pretty creative. So, we had a pretty epic match. Mike Scholl didn't want to get on this one. He was – I didn't realize how salty he was about our texts about Sunday's match. Oh, really? That's a topic for another, another day. 
Um, no, it was another. It's a, it was a classic. Wimbledon's always fun to watch. You know, I guess to just preference this, like James and I, casual watchers of tennis. I guess when it's a you know a big name and it's a major, then we're kind of in. Um, Azan is kind of our resident tennis expert. Played uh, D1 tennis at George Washington. Um, wow, so almost said George. No, <laughs> GW. We were so, a better tennis team. He's though, not so bad. He's not bad. Um, and one thing that we were talking about, and we can talk about the match, but the idea that we have maybe three of the greatest tennis players ever in this same era. Maybe. Not really maybe. I guess it's definitive. Yeah, maybe I wasn't trying to be too hot takey, but three of the greatest of all time playing in the same era and really just dominating the last almost 15 years, if you want to start when Federer really started taking off. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty amazing. And Federer's 37, and he still looks good. Djokovic is 32. Obviously, he still can play. Nadal, he'll win the French Open until he can't walk. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty amazing because we don't really have that in any other sp- – I guess soccer – with Messi and Ronaldo, but it's kind of like anything we've, we've ever seen before. Yeah. And you had a really cool stat, which to me is in any individual sport is nuts about the young guys. What was the age? It was, uh, cause normally tennis would be considered a young man's sport, right? I mean, historically is it is. Yeah. Um, so currently on the tour, only one, player under the age of 28 has even made a final didn't even win it and only went one time i think the the last 64 65 majors grand slams the the big three have won 54 of them had basically over 80 percent so i mean they're they win three out more than three out of the four every year no, it's absolutely nuts. It's interesting too because I'm sure we'll get more, you know, in depth about this. But it is a young man's sport, and these guys definitely are at a slight disadvantage, you'd imagine, physically. But the difference between them and the younger guys from a skill perspective and talent perspective is just so big that they could be, you know, limping around on court and still beat them. So. Right. I, I brought it up to Ian after, or maybe maybe it felt after because it was so long, but, I mean, we were glued. Uh, I, I wouldn't even say, again, this is not watching them all the time, but I, I wouldn't say for either one of them that was the best match they played all year. I wouldn't say they had their A-plus game. No. They each were a little off, which is to be – understood or comprehended considering it was their sixth match in two weeks and it was a Wimbledon final against each other. But we just joked and looked at each other like, again, not even having that much context, but can you imagine anybody other than the doll being it with those guys on that court today? Sunday. Yeah. But like, no, no. (laughs) Otherwise we'd know who their names are. Right. I mean, it's just like, it's unbelievable. 
I mean, it, I'd want, I'd love, because, like, when we grew up on Agassiz and, and Sampras, they were done by 30, 31, 32. And these guys have won how many after that age? It's, it's kind of crazy. It is. I mean, what's funny, too, is I at the smaller events, the younger guys can give them a, you know, a better fight. But really, at the at at the slams, it's just the delta is massive. It's not close. Um, you know, if you look through the schedule, Djokovic played from the first match to you know until he reached Federer. Tell me the straight face you you know that you expected him to lose or even struggle against any of those guys. It was it was nobody. I mean, there was nobody who can compete with him. That was actually one of the, the key points for their dominance has been in the Grand Slams and how efficient they are in week one. Like, it, it was yeah. – I don't have the number. Zahn, I don't mean to, like, put you on the spot, but, like, what is – because we're not tennis aficionados, James and I, but, like, what is – what makes those guys, those three guys, in your opinion, I guess, from a surface level, so much better – than everybody else. So what's funny is I think it's different reasons for all three of them. Um, I think certainly with Nadal, I'd say that's the easiest one to answer is he's got one of the biggest forehands with the most spin we've ever seen. So that's, you know, an all-time shot. And he has the best wheels on tour. Like you can't, especially on slower surfaces, which is why he's unbeatable at the French is he will run every ball down. I mean, he's an incredible athlete. He's just completely just fast twitch explosive. Um, and you pair those two things together, and that, you know, so that's something that's that's a great combination, and it's, it's an all-time combination. And Djokovic, I think, is interesting because Djokovic doesn't necessarily do one thing the greatest ever, but he's, I think, one of the few tennis players ever who has really no weakness at all. Um, his serve used to be a weakness and he fixed that up. Um, his forehand used to be a little inconsistent. Now it's, it's unbelievable. He has zero weaknesses. He's, his game is just great through and through. And the only real, you know, part of his game that's probably not scratch is his work at the net, but that's old school tennis. It's not really, tennis is not played at the net anymore. So the era he's in definitely helps. And you combine those things together and he's, you know, he's a complete player. And then you have Federer who's more of an old-school serve, big forehand, you know, one-two punch guy, uh, which is wh- the reason why you see him playing at 37, because he can end rallies in two or three shots, and he doesn't need to move as much as these other guys because he has a ridiculous serve with a lot of spin and a lot of pace, and he has a forehand that, you know, when he hits it clean, uh, no one in the world can expect to get to it, especially on grass. So, I mean, that's not even considering his, his feel, his slice, you know, his, 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 his hands at the net. It's Again, it's just three guys who are all the complete package. Even Nadal, you'd argue the weakest part of his game is his backhand, maybe followed by a serve. And both those things he's tightened up. I mean, these guys have improved so immensely since they came into the sport. And I think that's one of the reasons why you see such a big delta between then and the kids is they're still getting better. You know, Djokovic is still getting better. Federer, you know, Federer is getting better in terms of how he strategizes. He might not be able to to move the way he used to, 
Um, but look at look at Federer. I mean, he played five sets and he looked fine at the end. He looked like he made through. You know, made made. He didn't lose because of physicality. Right. He actually ran. I think it was only like a couple hundred more feet, but he actually ran more than Djokovic during the match. Yeah. I saw that. Which Djokovic will do to you, right? Because Djokovic gets everything back. He's going to make you move because he can hit off both sides. So, what's interesting is these guys keep getting better, and the kids come in with a lot of potential and don't really get better. So the delta just keeps getting stretched and stretched and stretched, and you'll keep waiting for you know the next guy to come. And I told uh, James the other day, at least for the next four to five years, I just don't see this ending. I mean, Federer might be gone. But you'll have Nadal and Djokovic, you know, making every slam final for the next three to four years, as long as they stay healthy. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the – the health is really the only thing that could get in the way unless they have – Because the, I think they're pretty close in age. Nadal's 33 and – One year. Yeah, 32 and 33. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to think if they stay healthy, they both catch, catch Federer there. What do you think my, – my biggest takeaway from the match was why does Federer not come to the net more often, especially against a guy like Djokovic? So what's funny is that's been the knock on Federer throughout his career is you have guys like McEnroe and, you know, some really great tennis minds saying you were so great at the net and you just don't do it enough. And Federer kind of comes in when he wants to close out a point, but he doesn't really come in routinely as much. It's not like it's a part of his strategy. It's more like he'll improvise to get into the net. Whereas Reactionary. Exactly. Um, whereas against Djokovic and Nadal, especially at his age, I think he should come into the net a lot more and force them, you know, make them force the action. Make them pass him. No, I, I agree. I mean, he. I think he... I want to say it was a better clip as far as percentage-wise. I mean, I, th- I think the only stat he didn't win was unforced errors. Um, so, if you looked at his volley numbers, I'm pretty sure they were staggering. Like, he won – from what I saw, again, I'm, I'm spitballing here because I don't remember the exact statistic. But it was close to 75 or 80% of net points when he came in. Yeah, and he, and he went a lot more than Djokovic. But, again, playing to your strengths – Jovich can run all day. Yeah. I mean, he, what do you guys think of that? As someone, you know, as these guys who, who were just watching it, do you feel like – did you feel like when he came in, it, you felt more like he was in control, or did you feel like it was kind of a situational piece? Uh, I mean – I agree with, with what you were saying. I, it didn't seem like it was his strategy, right? It was more um, maybe depending on how Djokovic's return came in, you know, trying to read it. There were a couple times where you saw him actually start to come in and then he paused, backed up, um, and then actually won a couple of those points. But, no, I mean, I think, to your point, one of, if not the best serve ever, why wouldn't you take a, you know, the, the, the follow-up or complement to that would be to charge the net and, as a 37-year-old, just put it to bed. Yeah. Right? And another thing I will say, maybe my sense is, 
he assumed Djokovic, you know, was widely known as, if not the greatest top two or three returner of all time. Maybe he assumed that Djokovic would, you know, get a hold of his returns better and somehow beat him. But mm-hmm. I thought he it wasn't. Was, it wasn't. He wasn't. He was returning. I mean, I, not until the fifth set. Yeah. So he was returning. He wasn't returning well. And I feel like if you squeezed him a little more by coming in the net, he probably returned worse than that. And it would have been even harder for him to get into that flow that he got into in the fifth set. I think I, think I found you myself most frustrated rooting for Federer when it felt like so many points he – and maybe this was a result of Djokovic, but just like when they're going back and forth on the baseline, he would just hit like two or three right back to Djokovic and wasn't making him move. Easier said than done, obviously. But it was just like he was putting them on a tee for him sometimes when I just felt like he, I don't know, it it was almost, and I'm sure there was some chess match there, but I just felt like coming to the net, he would be the, you know, the one in control deciding how that that point was going to go. But phenomenal match. I mean, to... It's not very often these days where you can find something that somebody in our generation with our attention span yeah. is going to sit down for almost five hours and be locked, locked in. in. No, it's you. You can't. You don't want to miss anything either. Palms of sweat. How many? How many sporting events? Do, I mean, do you get up? Do I mean? Do people are like when you're there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The people there as well. Like, I mean, they got their money's worth. <laughs> no, they did. That doesn't always happen. Yeah, it's I not... mean, you pay you pay for any of these three guys playing against each other, you're going to get your money's worth. Azan, do you expect these three to be in contention, basically, in the semis or one of these com- the combination of one of these three guys to be in the finals for the U.S. Open? Yeah, so I think U.S. Open will move back to Djokovic being the favorite. Um, I think Grass, they're kind of. Actually, surprisingly, now I think they're all kind of on an even playing field because Federer is not what he used to be. Um, Djokovic might have the edge, but Federer's got the serve and volley, so you can't really say Djokovic is a clear favorite. But on back on the hard courts in New York, um, I think Djokovic moves into slight favorite. But again, because of how the seeding works, you have two and three uh, playing each other, so it might be another interesting Federer and Nadal semifinal and then has to go maybe he has to play through Djokovic again one of those guys I mean that must be because Nadal right? just Nadal just won it in 2017 I believe right and then Djokovic won it last year yeah um I'm pretty sure the year Nadal won it though was the year that Djokovic had the elbow stuff so he couldn't play oh so he was either playing or he was losing to everybody in the top 100 when his, when his elbow was bad it was really ugly interesting yeah that's Probably not a good injury for a tennis player. <laughs> yeah. He kind so, of had to take six months, and all these guys should do that. I think they've all learned now. Um, when you have an injury like that, you need to not try and rush back because that's just going to keep hampering. you gotta let you got to let it heal completely before you come back, which he did. He had the surgery, healed completely, and look, what, look at him now, you know? I'm actually interested. I'm actually kind of excited, especially with all these three guys – I mean, obviously, I don't think the Open's not until the end of August, so we got a while. I'm actually kind of interested in watching that and seeing how that kind of plays out. Um, 
want to so switch gears. That'd be dope. That'd be cool. Yeah, let's try and go. <laughs> we'll do a podcast from the stands. I'm actually kind of down for that. Think yeah, anybody got a sponsor? We'll, we'll get a warm up at the City Open. Yeah, hometown tournament coming up. I heard the. Let me look this up, but I'm pretty sure the City Open lineup. Come to DC. That's what I'm checking. I think the lineup this year, I from Andy what Murray I saw, those, used to come all the time, right? He's not the same though. I'm just saying. I don't know what other big name has ever come. Well, Jose. Um, uh, Mario Thabo. No, um, Jose Andres is actually catering, so that sounds good. Sloan is coming. Oh, uh, there's this really, really amazing young guy who's coming. Um, I don't want to say his name wrong, but it's uh, Stephanos Sissis Pass. Uh, he like got a... knocked out in the first round. Is the uh, is the Australian kid going to be there? He's a complete dick. Is that guy <laughs> going to be there now? Curious. Yeah. He likes America. He loves basketball, so he he might be here. I think. I think he feels more at home here. Yeah, fits in. Um, <laughs> awesome. Let's get that going. Can't wait. I'm all in on tennis. I want the next. I want to buy stock on the next rising stars on. So let's do that. No, I'm just kidding. You really can't do that. But I mean, there um, there are ten or fifteen guys, Ian, who are. Who have come in in the last three to four years, I want to say, with the same potential that these three had at the same age. But the problem is they just don't take it as seriously. Really? Like they don't. That's, yeah, that's they, a shame. The new generation, I think, and the older guys keep saying this, they just don't take it as seriously. So they don't improve. They don't reach their potential. Maybe if we can throw I mean, a I guess, pod on, on their yeah. left titty or something like that. Yeah, James' solution to the world hunger. It's fine. You got a you got a decent logo. We can change up the color scheme if need be. Um, what? Yeah, we we should do more tennis. Is there is there a bunch Thoughts, of bread? Wristband? Is there a bunch of bread in tennis? Like I I guess I don't really. I mean I'm sure for the top guys. To is it kind of like golf in a in a way? I don't think the pay is as good. Once we were talking about guys outside like the top thirty. I think the pay drops off a little bit. Whereas golf, because you have, I think there's just more tournaments and it's a bigger field. I think you can probably, you know, get away better um, for the mid-level guys. Um, but for the top-level guys, you're about, I, I would say you're about the same. Right. Um, okay. Well, speaking of golf, I actually want to switch gears. Um, got the British Open. The this, Open. The Open. Excuse me. Excuse me. The Open at St. Andrews. St. Andrews. That's where they play it. No. No, not this year. Jesus. Who's running <laughs> this shit? How they always play it there? Patchy. Patchy Pirate? No, dude. The open rotates. The only... It's at Royal The only Porter. one that's like tennis is the Masters. The other three rotate. Mama Hack. Sorry about that. This is the first where? time it's in Northern Ireland since 1951. Royal Portrish. And can you guess who's from Northern Ireland, Ian? You can redeem yourself. Rory McIlroy? There you go. Yeah, Look at that. Has course record, 61 at the age of 16. That's okay. It's not bad. Um, that's not a bad score to shoot for. So, we uh, 
I, I mean, this is always at St. Andrews. What a clown! Take, <laughs> taking that what out. An opening. It's not going to be in there. What an opening to the open segment. No, keep it in, please, God, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm in favor for keeping this raw. Keep it, keep it unfiltered. Seriously, give the people what they want. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> Much to in chagrin. Yeah. Hey, so I, I as long as they don't mind and they they I, like I know it. Quite a bit about this, so I don't know why you felt like you should open on the golf. Go ahead, golf golf aficionado. <laughs> Excuse me, James is scratching the Are you are you are you, uh, you work for the Golf Channel on the side or something? Like well, what? Should yeah, send in the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Ian. Good comeback. Oh. You got him. No, just I. I what are your th- golf digest? I get a so, free one. Okay, I, hold I up. Let me tee this up for you. You know, Here we, go. we got we got it's it. At Royal Portrush. Royal Portrush. <laughs> Port Portrush, like Port, port the beer. It rolls rush. right off. Royal Portrush rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Royal um, Portrush. Perfect. <laughs> so. This is this is going to be a fun one. I mean, Rory right now is the favorite favorite at eight to one. Brooks out here is coming in like a savage. Um, did you see his his video today? I didn't see his video. I saw that he refused to play practice round with, with Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, Zon. Did you see his video where someone asked him about practice and yeah. he said he, he, he pulled in Allen Iverson practice for regular tournament tournaments the only time he practices is for majors and then goes on to say the only time i play golf is when you see me on tv so don't i don't know, know if that's like a humble brag or i think that was kind of a humble brag definitely think that was a humble brag i mean obviously he works on his game right i mean he's just, i don't know james he's not not touching a golf club the rest of the year. I don't know. I mean, the way he said it, he made it let's, sound like he doesn't play golf unless he's on television. Play golf. Let's 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 play let's read golf. the whole transcript. Yeah, let's read like the transcript for the listeners. Holes. I honestly don't have the transcript. I just saw the video. Awesome. So okay, so this is, it sounds like Allen Iverson. I don't practice. That's, that's what, that's what it, he said. I mean, that's what he. I mean, at least that's what he was trying to like. Maybe maybe he does work on his game, but that's not what he was like trying to say. It seemed like it was a flex. Yeah, that's not so, the story. So the, for the first time, Dave wants to talk golf. The PGA being moved to May. This is the final major of the year. Uh, Brooks is going. I'm not even using a script here, by the way. Wow, Brooks so is talented. To become the first. <laughs> Brooks is looking to become the first uh, golfer since Tiger in I believe '05 to finish. First or second in all four majors in the calendar year, um, so obviously he's been on a on a crazy stretch. Dustin is always a favorite. Rom loves playing um, in this area of the world. He actually just um, won the Irish Open. Um, Justin Rose was out here practicing last week in torrential downpour. And With the morning, Rory has the Rory has the course record at age sixteen now. The two finishing holes have actually been sculpted out of the other course, one of the other courses on the, the land. So this isn't the same exact course that Rory shot a 61 on, and he also has a lot more pressure and plays for money nowadays. So I don't know if he's going to be going out and shooting the 61, but he obviously knows this course better than almost anybody 
the reason Tiger wanted to play with Brooks was Brooks caddy grew up on the course, I believe, or was, that was caddy it. there yeah. for a long time. I think you're right. Um, which, aside from all the other things that he does, that's another reason to bet on him. So, um, <laughs> just to give a you know quick rundown of the, the major players, Andrew Shoffley has been in the mix for pretty much every tournament. Molinari won it last year, and then you got you know your hodgepodge of guys who are kind of always in the mix after that. Azan, do you have any any thoughts? So I want to talk about Brooks Kepka's comment. Okay. I, I just feel like that's interesting. I I feel like I like it now because the guy is a savage and he seems like, you know, he seems like he's on top of the mountain. No one's going to bring him down. But, you know, what what happens if he goes through a three or four month span where he, he's not playing well and how, you know, and you know how the media works, right? Like everything works with aggregation and like a headline. Like I can't, it, it, it will be just like Allen Iverson. Like when he has a bad tournament, like Brooks Kepka probably needs to practice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I I feel like um, I don't feel like anybody cares. Is that kind of a dick thing for me to say? Well, that's kind of his thing, and that's nobody fine. Nobody cares about him. Him, yeah. I just like <laughs> it's awesome, and like for guys like us, I mean, it's sick to watch. Like he's dominating. Like I mean, it's it's almost been Tiger esque his last like prime Tiger esque his last you know five or six majors, and like where he's placed, he's in contention for every one back-to-back U.S. Open champ. I mean, it's been unbelievable. Um, yeah. And he can hit the ball far as hell. His he irons are good. He, a lot of people say, other than the, like, elite, elite guys, guys kind of hit an 18-month hot streak. Like, we saw that with Justin Thomas. Um, Spieth was probably a little bit longer than 18 months. Um, Justin Rose last year. Was, was on fire. But, I mean, his is extended beyond that, right? I well, mean, beyond he's, that. He's, if it's not for Gary Woodland playing out of his mind and Tiger, you know, just being extremely consistent at a course that he's probably played over, uh, freaking 100 times. Yeah. 150, maybe 200 times. Um, then the guy would have all three this year. So... I mean, I, I think what's more important, not as hot takey as his practice comment today, is kind of like what the, you know, Djokovic and Dahl and Federer do at this point and what Tiger's doing at, at his age is he purely only cares about the majors. I think, I, like, I remember a past comment that he, he kind of uses the other tournaments as practice for the majors, like, he, he works on things that he knows he'll need to work on at the upcoming tournament. Tiger kind of did that at Mirrorfield. I remember him talking about that, the Memorial Tournament, right before the U.S. Open. So, I don't think he was, like – I mean, he's definitely feeling himself more than he has in the past. I think he feels disrespected. But I think that's probably what to be taken away from his comment. It's like, like, he's not, you know, bar crawling. Every Everything other, in every major other week. Like, just he showing. basically uses these other tournaments to win the majors. He's not hitting lady. He's not hitting uh, ladies' night on Wednesdays. Three dollar wells hitting yeah, those, and then waking up, Mike is and then waking, wake, waking up. I'm just saying, the bar Wednesday nights is usually 
what that is. But I'm more so saying, like, he's not doing that and then showing up with the Pedialyte Thursday morning and the yeah, ibuprofen. He seems, he seems locked like in. The, uh, no. He's definitely locked into the No, I'm sure. It's impressive. Um, with Tiger's 20-1 to 1 odds, do you see a way where – highest that a major all year. Do, do we see a way where he could contend? I mean, I don't know if he's played that much golf, and I think I saw a clip. Kind of alluding to the fact that if he was playing a lot, like he just wouldn't be able to do this for very long, like play golf in general. So, like, do we see him? Um, I'm very interested in that. Contending? Comment. I don't know, if Azan, if you have anything on that, but I do. On, on, on what Tiger said? Like his strategy this year. I, it's, it's strange, right? I mean, he's complaining about fatigue. He's complaining about how his body just, you know, if he plays really well one week, it could take it could take him a couple of months to recover from, right? I find that interesting, though, and I wonder how much of it is a result of the Ryder Cup last year. But his two best performances since his most recent comeback have been at the PGA last year, where he had the greatest score to par in a major without winning ever and then winning at Augusta this year. And those came on the back of him playing a lot of golf. Interesting. So maybe leading up to those tournaments, like at the beginning of this year, he was playing pretty consistently. My dad made the point and he, I think he might've picked Tiger at, we're in a pool um, where you can only pick a guy once per year. I, I think he picked Tiger. If not, he, he really liked him. Um, is he was, like, working – what we just talked about, he was working on things for Augusta at these other tournaments. Wasn't really trying to win these other tournaments. He got the win at the Tour Championship last year, which was also on the back of playing a lot of golf. Um, that was the culmination of the PGA Tour playoffs, the FedEx Cup, where he played four weeks in a row and then won at Eastlake, which isn't a joke. So no. – you know, I just I I'm a little confused by his comments. Obviously, if there's anybody who is going to know his body, it's him. And anybody who can be worried about their body, it's him. After all the surgeries and his age, but I just find that a little confusing. That the two times he's won recently, and the one time he came runner up to Brooks, he was playing a lot of golf. So I just. Paul Azinger, who is a, a commentator, former player as well, thinks he he, he thinks it, he's never seen Tiger content. Which again, we can't blame him. He, yeah, I mean, it, that's well, he natural he, human. He thinks it's not fatigue. He's never seen him not hungry. He like, ever since he won Augusta, he doesn't he doesn't see the same fire. Maybe he's done. Maybe that's what it is. I don't agree with that. I'm just, I mean, I think, I think you can flip the switch. I, I mean, I, I definitely can, can comprehend being drained after that win, but I'm just confused by the comment that, because like I just said, the evidence is there. He was playing a lot of golf leading up to both times he won and the one time he almost won. What, what about this? What about this theory? Because he won and he had to wait so long to win at Augusta or win a major in general that, you know, he didn't have the preparation 
for the next big clump of tournaments. And, you know, that's why he's not feeling good right now. Maybe because he just probably took a few weeks to – I'm sure he was celebrating the family. I'm sure he wasn't uh, going out and getting belligerent. Um, But, you know, I feel like that might make a difference. Just like – just celebrating like a very long hangover. I mean, yeah, that's, it's been, I mean, you can understand it too. It's been over a decade since you won and just question after question for. Which would go to Azinger's for it. I think it's more mental, honestly. Yeah, I do as well. Maybe he'll get there. Maybe he'll lose again here or maybe have a bad weekend and then, then time, fired, time right? will pass and he gets, yeah, maybe the season and comes. Golf, comes golf is a long off season, especially now. They, they're wrapping up their year before football starts for obvious reasons. Um, they don't start back Sunday. up until after well, the, the season actually starts, but it's a lot of, like, tournaments that the big guys don't really play. In December? When, they, when does it start? Like, November, December. Does it really? So it technically, it's not, like, all in this calendar. Like, the PGA Tour season isn't all in the same calendar year. Um, but he doesn't play a lot of those, um, especially when it gets cold out, so... I don't know. I, I just found I found his comments to be strange. But before he wanted Augusta, it was my theory that the one that he has the best shot at is the British Open because his experience and being being the greatest long iron player of all time, not having to use the driver, that plays to his favor. And he only he was he had the lead on Sunday last year at Carnoustie, so. I, I I'd like to say that twenty to one sounds like, you know, it's a pretty good bet. I I, I good I'm not here. I'm not buying what he's saying for this weekend. I'm not buying. If Tiger's in a major, he's there to win. You don't you don't win. What is it now? How many majors is he at? He, you don't win fifty majors if you don't go to every single one. Expect. And I feel like to that point, I feel like he'd be the guy. I'd be like, yeah, if I'm not, if he's not trying to do this. Like he just wouldn't. He just wouldn't, he wouldn't. even. He would just say, I'm done. So. Why would, he, why would he need to do it? He, he's one fifteen. <laughs> why would he no, force himself exactly. to be there? We talking Thor four? We can't. I, would, uh, I mean, I actually, <laughs> I want to talk that because I mean, I think they have to switch all the gears here. How about Thor get Comic Con one to get a four? I know, Iron Man interesting. Ended at three, but like switch points and kind of go a little nerd here. Um, I'm offended that Ian didn't uh, retweet my, uh, my Aaron gift. Judge. Yummy. I should have. I saw it and I loved it. It, it was, was great. Good, it was good. It was good. perfect. Um, but Comic-Con, I think that's when they're going to announce all of the face or a lot of the face four plans because they do oh. have that coming out. So I think that's why there's just so much. There's not, be, there's not a lot being said right now about the plans. So I think Comic-Con's coming up and uh, Feige's going to address that. So but we have The Office to watch. I'm on season five, episode 20, I think, or 20. We're getting towards the end of season five. I'm watching it through for the first time. Show's pretty awesome. Um, it's so interesting. Well, I'll just be quick. Oh, did we have, who, who, who are you rooting for in the British? Tiger? Oh, yeah. That's... I'm actually going to pull for Roar. I mean, I'm not going to not pull for Rory, but, like, Tiger's, you know. I'm a Brooks Homer now. Every Who? tournament. Brooks. You're a Brooks Homer? Yeah. How about a guy that had, like, come on. I know. I've officially yeah, seen he doesn't need one. If there's a guy I want, I really want to see Fowler win one. I don't know if That's he can, true. but I would love to see Fowler win one. I've like, given up hope awesome. for that, Ian. I've given I'm up hope. I'm not giving up hope. Sergio Garcia won a major, man. 
at a much older Barely. Age. Ricky just – Ricky turned 30 this year, so he has time. I know. I, I just – I think when you come that close so many times, the odds that you're going to actually do it are very simple. I think he's good enough to put the other four awesome rounds. You so. could also say a guy who puts himself in that position that often is, is the do theory. And he, he definitely has the talent. No, no doubt. It's he, he kind of becomes a mental midget. Falls apart kind of round two, round three, and then sometimes I have round four where he ends up getting a nice little purse. But just slides into like an eighth place or seventh place. <laughs> Gets a nice little check. Well, That's why they play four days. But no, I, yeah, I like Ricky. I just I think Rory is cool because it's the first time it's been in Northern Ireland obviously in his lifetime, and uh, he hasn't won one in a while. He, he won the players this year, which is kind of the fifth major, but uh, I think it would be cool for him to win in that place. So, so my announcement is um, to for the short duration that the listeners have been listening with me on the pod, and this is the second time. Alan's um, a colonizer and hates Northern Ireland. I am switching my allegiance officially uh, for the first time in my life, away from Tiger Woods, fully Brooks Kepka. It's That's officially changed. So lame. Why? Uh, are you also announcing your fandom for the LA Lakers? No. You're no, switching what? your alliance? My allegiance. You can like the beauty of golf is you can have multiple guys. What no, I like mean? I like like ten guys. I, I just Brooks is my guy now. I, I I have so much ridiculous respect for this guy. I, I can't help but want him to and I, I think he's the only guy I've seen who can challenge, um, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to happen because odds aren't, are very slim, but who can maybe challenge the guys at the top of those majors lists and make them shake in their boots a little bit. Is there any, is there any chance? I can watch that dude hit driver all day. Is there any chance Tiger catches Jack? Is there any world where that happens? Yeah. Kind of like Nadal. He gets to play Augusta every year. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you'd need a year where he wins two. I think that's the key. Which is not easy. No. No, because I mean, look, look, you, like, Phil, Phil still competes. He hasn't won one, but, I mean, if, if that guy can still be trotting around in contention at 48, 49. He's not, think, he's not exactly. And Tiger's in better shape. I mean, I know his body's broken down, but. I think he's Phil's a great athlete, but he? visually not the tiger. But yeah, he's he's extremely flexible, flexible sneaky, strong. I don't think uh, that with, the, with the rise in technology, <laughs> you know, I mean, that kind of levels the playing field with these guys. So again, I mean, he gets to play a British Open every year, which is a different kind of golf. <laughs> And he gets to play Augusta every year. I, I, I don't see him winning. I mean, the U.S. Open, when they're, they're long courses, that's just probably not going to happen because his driver needs to be A+. Plus. Yeah. I mean, he, he hit driver really well recently. He's been hitting driver well this year. Interesting. Well, He's got a shot. This yeah. was um, – well, You're flipping back the office. Sorry, I brought you back to the – I want to – I got an early – I mean, I guess I'm tired being, wow. being weak. the host is tired. Well, we have to watch the office, and plus, we got our listeners. Time. I can go all night, just don't have the no. Medium. We're good, we're good. <laughs> I'll be okay. No, so I'm watching the office. Well, I'm watching it for the first time all the way. Through. Give me, give me your favorite character and an underrated 
sneaky, like, uh, you know, Bill likes to do Dion Waiters, so we got to come up with something else. But somebody who every time they pop on the screen is there and wants you to know it. And then your fave, because I'm interested. Everybody kind of – every. I mean, everybody has different favorites. Usually it, like, falls into this, you know, three or four. But the the sneaky – Every time they're on the screen, he's getting a laugh character. Favorite character. If, if you really pay attention, it's really just one guy. It can be multiple guys. But it can I'm be, interested it can to be another one, too. I, I, um... So to be clear, uh, Ian is just – Idris Elba is making his cameo as Ryan's replacement. It took Legend. him a while to fill that role. Uh, and the Michael Scott Paper Company is either his next episode – I think it is his next episode – yeah, brilliant, um, brilliant. favorite character. <laughs> I feel like this can mean so many different things, but I guess the guy. I mean, I, I gotta go, Michael. <laughs> I can't <laughs> go. All right, that's Michael worse Scott. than my Brooks pick. I'm I sorry. mean, like, how is that worse? I just his favorite. He didn't say best. He said favorite. I just know you can almost guarantee. Every single time he's on the screen, it's a lock where he just says something or does something. It just makes you laugh. And it's dumber, somehow dumber than the last thing he said. And it's just, it's such a lock. Dwight's obviously great. Um, And you may, you probably can do that. You can probably break this question down by season if you really watch it a lot, and you can well, probably go more favorite. in depth. I just know that I'm just gonna. Be the mic guy. I don't blame you. Stupid. Mike's the most. So, have you ever seen? He's not. He does a lot of dumb shit. I just. Can we get hot takey for a second? Yeah, one second. Can I tell you who? Go ahead, and then I'll answer the other part. Second part of the question. Is it is it too crazy to say that Mike Michael Scott is either the best or one of the greatest? television show characters of all time it's up there it's up is it there. possible that he's the best though like that's the hot take like is i don't it know possible I, that he's I, the best? I don't know if he's this might be unpopular opinion at this point and i don't know if this is okay to say in 2019 but ari gold still has <laughs> that that uh that title and i don't know how you can how much of a factor do you like how much like if you handicap them because Jeremy, I mean, actually, Piven, Jeremy Piven got to be on HBO. Steve Carell did this on NBC, which is unreal. Yep. Yeah, it really is. Looking back, but it was still NBC. Right. I mean, How much do you like? There's I, something to be said for that. That's fair. Because Piven was allowed to just go off on these tangents that. <laughs> there were no rules. No. It was HBO. It was in no. the mid 2000s. Early mid 2000s, yeah. It, prehistoric times which doesn't feel like it's that long ago <laughs> i guess but political police standpoint it is definitely ancient times um yeah, we can't talk about no that. but they're great and then the character who like finds its way to like get in on every joke and they're not necessarily popping up in every scene but everything like no, there's they're def- not it shouldn't be somebody who's in every scene no it's like so it's it's a comment or it's a quick like look over jim andy mike Dwight and, and Pam are not should not even be considered. I'm gonna go Meredith. <laughs> I'm not saying I like her. She's like she's, Mike. She's like every but like there's always a there's always a comment about Meredith and some sort of just like sn- quick remark about 
you know, a DC fan. So every time they pop on the screen, you laugh though. Is oh. that Meredith? No, I'm and just I have, saying. I have two guys. I'm interested um, in one of things. Ian, you can think on it. Yeah, sorry, I misunderstood your question. I framed it not properly. So a guy who not there often, but every time he's on, it's an automatic laugh. You listening? I think I think it's actually Shoals fade. No, it's, I mean, do you? Who is that guy for you? So I'm I'm gonna go with a really really. Um, someone who really wasn't there a lot, but I think is hilarious. Um, Hank, the security guard. Every single time he says something, it's hilarious, and it, it's never it's never like an outward joke. It's more like tongue in cheek. Mine. It's like <laughs> he just sees the stupidity around the office, and the way he like rolls his eyes, and when they ask him to like pick between a printer and uh, and new chairs. <laughs> that's that's an all time team. Yeah. I'm out on that day. I got um I got mine. I got mine. It's a hundred thousand percent creed. Yes. It is creed every <laughs> time. Is, creed is the greatest pinch hitter of all time. <laughs> he if he comes in twenty times a season, he's hitting ten home runs and he's getting ten walks. <laughs> yes. See, I, I misunderstood the question because he's he's definitely He's in every like episode, but my but I mean he screen just, time, when he's bro. There. We're talking yeah. seconds. Sometimes Never, he not, gets... not even minutes. <laughs> it's so it's just the most like I can think of like two things. Like the end of the blood drive episode, like you see Stanley try to steal cookies, and then you see Creed walking stealing out blood. Of, of yeah stealing so blood. He has no out. idea. He's he's definitely in for it when he actually finds out. Creed's full deal, and then and then and then there was also <laughs> and then like, it'll all make sense. And then there was also the um, the comment. I think it was when Angela bought her cat, and, and someone's like, <laughs> "That was Meredith. You love that one. I, I know you're talking about. No, I got to see that little. No, no, no. It was like I think it was like you know. I think I think uh, Angela was talking about how much she paid for the cat, and he's like, "I paid seven thousand oh. for that." Yeah, increasingly, I get you a kid for that much, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm not giving you giving the full context for like what was actually said, but he just, it's like, what is that dude? Like, what <laughs> is he, man? Like for me, it's Creed 100, percent and then Kevin is a a close runner up, and then because Kevin is also, and then he's got that scene where Michael calls the cops on Toby about the fake drugs. <laughs> That those dudes sold them the fake weed, which ended up being just grass. Lettuce. <laughs> no, lettuce. It grass. It was a crazy salad. Yes. Salad. There you go. Salad. It was salad. And the cops walk in, and Creed stands up, and the camera shoots over to him, and he's just like putting his hand on his head, just trying to stay cool. It was. <laughs> if it's Creed. sketchy, you know Creed is somehow involved, and I can't wait to figure out what that dude. Have you ever watched so. the? casting of the other actors who actually a little bit yeah like um who was it that did dwight seth rogan yeah. i think did dwight seth there is a couple other other big a ones dude from uh Patton oswald i think was in it as well the dude from breaking bad not one of the two main characters but i think the third guy in that show i haven't watched it Me yet either. You know what I'm talking about, Zon? He, he was actually yeah. – he actually comes in the show 
They all get cameos, right? right. Like the guys uh, who didn't get in, yeah. I bring this up. Who who do you think is the one? You probably, I mean, we're probably talking about Jim, Dwight, and Mike, who probably could not have been played better by anybody else. Or is it all three? Kevin. No, no, no. Definitely Kevin. I'm talking about Dwight, Jim, and Mike, the three main characters. Okay. Who, who, whose performance probably couldn't be And you can, you can pick who the guy and make who, an argument. Who couldn't be replicated? Who, right. I think Dwight. it's I think it's Dwight and I think it's also Steve I Carell. Agree. I think it's both of those two. I think I mean, Dwight's number one. I think so too. I think Steve, but Steve Carell, you, like he's so freaking talented, and I just yep to be able to pull off being that role and having to carry like I'm not necessarily carry it's not carrying the show, but his presence. I mean, you, I just feel like that is such a like such a well done job and. A lot of that stuff is it's for me it's he obviously is the biggest and at that time and probably still some I mean I guess you could say Krasinski with some of the movies but Steve Carell's probably the biggest name. Yeah, absolutely. Um and had the most screen time. For me, the most irreplaceable character is Dwight. Yeah. I'm cool saying that because he the, the him and Jim and him, like the, that whole thing doesn't happen if, if Dwight is not Dwight. Ian hasn't seen um, Dwight and, and Pam. I misunderstood your question again. I thought no, saying, this wasn't a question. I'm just oh, I'm just throwing out thought. I'm just saying, for me, he's he's the, he is the, the whole show revol actually. I wouldn't say revolves, but. He has the greatest impact on all the other characters, and it actually makes yeah. them better. I agree. Um, it's fair. Whatever award that would. Do you guys? Has he, Ian's? I'm assuming you've seen the wedding, the first one, the main wedding. No, I haven't seen any weddings. No, no weddings, bro. Okay. I just told Sorry. you, Michael Scott Paper Companies. Company. Michael Scott. I mean, I'm just trying to piece in my head. I I watch so much Office, like. Not you know, like I'll just put on random episodes. I have never done that. I've only watched it really? straight through. This is the fourth time I'm on. Interesting. I, for me, Friends and The Office, I can put on any episode of any season and enjoy it just any time. Netflix is losing both of those. Yeah. Does that matter? To the shows? To Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Are we talking shop now? We can't. As long as Equity Corner? We can't. <laughs> I want to. Actually, I really want to watch The Office, um, like here in a few minutes. Needs <laughs> um, checked out. I'm not checked out. I just. I know, I All right. Last question. Morning, last so. question. Last question. Yeah. Last question. I we start with tennis. Let's end with tennis. Who? Ian, who's your? Who do you think will go down when all said and done? Out of these three, is the greatest men's tennis player of all time. His greatest men's tennis player of all time. Just mean the one that's yeah. going to finish with the most titles. That's no, no, it doesn't have that's to be. It's your criteria. There's nuance in their statistics. Combine the two and tell us who you think is going to be the greatest. I don't think I know enough about the game in order to give like a really good answer. But like from the way that you talk about it, Djokovic just seemed like he has the best all-around game, and I think. He has the ability to win on multiple service uh, services um, between grass and hard court. And 
Nadal. Well, he he actually has the highest percentage. Well, Nadal obviously with clay. Federer is the most well-rounded in terms of slam. distribution. Correct. Yeah, I think it's eight or nine at Wimbledon, but he has twenty overall. Whereas the other two guys have well more than half of theirs on one specific surface. Obviously, Federer and Djokovic have only won one on French because of Nadal. Otherwise. Mm. I mean, I, I think Nadal could win the French. I seriously could win the French. If he stays healthy, he's 33. He could win that bad boy until he's 37 or 38. Mike, yeah. Is that crazy to say? I mean, he could win five of those things, five more. The, the only worry is the knees. I mean, yeah. because he's the only one, one out of them who has, like, a specific medical concern. I mean, so, I mean, you could say he gets five, four, four right there, yeah. and he's at 20. I could see I him winning. Him I mean, I you chalk him down for three more or three more Frenches. I chalk him down for three, and then I think it's it's not out of the question to say five, perhaps at the most. I don't. Do you see him winning anything <laughs> else? Like, is there any is there any way he could win the U.S. Open or the Australia Open? I mean, it's been almost a decade now since he's won Wimbledon. I guess he could win Wimbledon if if Federer dips out and Djokovic. I mean, I feel like there's some things that have to take place, but I'll leave it up to you to. You know, I mean, if he's if he can make the the semifinals of Wimbledon now, why not? I'm not I'm not writing I'm not writing him off any tournament. He's another guy who can play. All these guys can play in any service. So, I think the most likely will be Federer could even finish third, but people, yep, will always I knew this see him as the best. One because of their bias, um, their love. It's emotion. I just – I think that's – and that doesn't even answer the question. I just think if the other two do pass him, they won't pass him in the people. Like, it's a weird – Yeah, they're not going to be able like, to. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and this that's, story that's is right more, public perception. This story right. is more unwritten than, say, the Jordan LeBron, which is one that I would say people are probably even more so dug in their trenches on. Whereas this one, so much of the story is left to be told because Nadal and Djokovic, they're all playing, but those two are four years younger, um, therefore have way more opportunities, you you would think, um, than Federer. So so just to cap it all off, that's that's a really interesting point, and I think you're going to be absolutely right. I think... I think Djokovic will have the most when all said and done. And just, just like he always had, he never had the love of, you know, the tennis fraternity. And I think that will continue. I think people will still find a way, as they do, um, to kind of justify how Federer can be the greatest without having the most slams. I pro- that, that's, going to, that's going to be what happens. And they're all, you know, you can already hear it. Like Tony Kornheiser, who I love. He says, you know, I'm just I'm just bought into the aesthetic quality of his game. No, he's not, definitely not, the most visually appeasing. I mean, he, the yeah. backhand is, even when it doesn't go where it's supposed to, it, I don't know why. It's just, Let's just say, no, it's, him hitting the one-hand backhand is kind of like Brooks Koepka drive. <laughs> I think his serve in the overhead, like when he, when he, when he, when he gets up, He's, you know, he's kind of like a ballet dancer. No, he is. He's so much more yeah. fluid. Djokovic is very rigid. Yeah. And Definitely. the constant complaining and looking up at his box, I just can't do that. And, and eating the grass after was 
also weird. Well, I mean, that's him. He's a he, he. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's definitely the comedian of the bunch. Like he impersonates other players and their styles. So if you ever want to have a good laugh, go onto YouTube and type out Djokovic impersonating like Federer and stuff. He impersonates Sharapova and puts a wig on. It's really funny. Go see that. That's actually why my grandma, who's extremely opinionated, uh, she originally liked him. She liked him a lot. She loves, <laughs> loves, loves Federer. Really likes Nadal. Liked Djokovic. Um, yeah. And, and can't stand him. I guess when she when he was more like that and like um, he can win. James, to your point, like he he can't win. Like joke. Look, Federer is the first child, right? Those two, the, first the child, top, those two guys, Federer and Nadal, just have everybody else. That's I mean, that's. Yeah. But Federer gets that oldest child treatment, you know. Like the, I'm gonna love the the first one the most. Like no matter what the other two do. I mean that James. I'm sure James understands this because he probably got it. Uh, certainly, my girlfriend got it too. Um, so I, I live with this on a day to day. Okay. You're All right, let's end on that. Yeah, I am. Um, no, I, I, yeah, definitely a good analogy. Well, this was a lot of fun, guys. We really just kind of kicked it, talked shop. Best, This is the best tennis and golf uh, analysis you're going to get. Um, as we get closer to October, we'll start talking about the Yanks more. Um, still have a nice, 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 uh, nice leading division, so see where that ends up. But uh, this was fun. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow these guys at Alan Pippen if he's deleting his Twitter account. But James is at James. Yeah, don't follow me. Yeah, don't follow him. Just follow me and James. (laughs) So until next time, talk to you soon.